Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. And this is Pete. Pete, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Going out to the ball game today. Oh, you are? Yeah. Which ball game is that? I don't know. I just figured the topic was sports, so I might go for that. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm going. Your, cover, your cover's blown. My cover's blown. Actually, I'm going to the tooth. Uh, the dentist to get a tooth extracted today. That's what I'm really doing. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if we could podcast about that as, as fun as that sounds. But yeah, like Pete said, uh, a while back, we talked about some of our favorite sports films. And if you remember, Pete picked uh, Rudy. I picked the original Bad News Bears. But we both decided, you know what, we have a lot of favorites. So we're back to kind of talk about some more of our favorite sports Absolutely. films. <laughs> Uh, Pete, why don't you start it off? So, uh, what's, what's another one of your favorites? Well, let me ask you this first, Jay, before we do that. What is your, what is your favorite sport? What is my favorite sport? I would say my favorite sport to, I would say overall, my favorite sport to watch is basketball because I could watch it on TV. I could watch it live, but I do like watching a baseball game live. I can't stand watching it on TV. It just drags out. But there's something about being at the park and and watching a live baseball game. But overall, I'd say basketball. How about you? Uh, for me, uh, I love well, I love all the sports. Football is yeah. probably my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I love well, obviously watching on TV. Football is definitely it's an event, right? Each weekend. Oh, absolutely. Each weekend's absolutely. an event. You know, I go to a, I go to a club. I watch my horrible team with the rest of my fans, and um, but I love just like you said, going to a baseball game live. There's nothing else like that. I mean, it's you know, it's one of those things that I do with my son, so it's kind of like memorable for me. Um, you know, my dad never really took me to the ball game, so mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, my son's 20 years old now, and this is kind of like we've been doing this since he was six. So it's it really is special to me doing. Uh, go to a baseball game. Yeah, one of the things uh, that I like about live baseball is, you know, they have a rich minor league system as well. Uh, you don't really see that in football and basketball and any of the other sports. So, you know, where I live, uh, I can see the Somerset Patriots. I can see the Trenton Thunder. I can see uh, the Blue Claws, which, uh, I mean, they're down south. And I know out by you, I'm sure, I think there's like like the Iron the iron Pigs, right? Are, are, are they have, close to you? I have a bunch. Of, well, iron Pigs is probably about an hour and a half away. But I have the York Revolution, which is right in my town. They, right. They play the Som- Somerset Patriots, actually. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, I have the Harrisburg Senators, who are the Nationals minor league team. Mm-hmm. I have the Reading Phillies, which is near me as well. And then I'm also... 40 minutes away from Baltimore, so I get to see the, the Orioles games when when the Yankees are there. I don't go when the Red Sox are there. I can't stand their fans. Um, <laughs> that's just a little poke at you there. Uh, yeah, now, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, there's many – that's what's the great thing about baseball. There's many places to go. And quite honestly, I'll tell you, I love going into minor league games. Oh, it's, yeah. It's A, it's cheaper. But mm-hmm. B, it's it's just a family atmosphere, you know. When you're taking your kid, a ten year old kid, to a ball game, you're not getting that those a holes that are like screaming and yelling. And because I've had plenty of experiences in Baltimore, where I've had people yell at my kid because he's wearing a Yankee shirt, and he's nine years old. Um, 
Yeah, I uh, a couple years back, uh, our company took us down to to Baltimore, and we went to you know, well, we went to a Yankees game essentially because half the guys there were Yankees fans. So it was you know a Yankees uh, Baltimore, and yeah, and it's amazing to watch fans, and I've seen this at other parks too, um, to see like the hometown fans yelling at kids. Like uh, I I went to a Phillies game to to Mets Phillies, and there was this kid was probably 10 years old wearing a Mets shirt and there's these adults like screaming obscenities at him I'm like really but you don't see that in the minor league park and like you said it's cheap and they just they just make such a great atmosphere there absolutely so speaking of minor league teams actually my first movie that we're going to talk about is Bull Dorm okay oh that's a great one go for it yeah I mean you know it stars uh Kevin Costner I think who does like 55 different types of sports movies, Susan Sarandon yeah. and Tim Robbins. And it's based on um, the Durham Bulls, which is in Durham, North Carolina. Um, so did you, did and they're like, they're, they're like the Braves, right? The the Braves, like single A or something like that? That's a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> probably. Okay, all right. Because no they're problem. close. Um, I don't know. Did Kevin, Kevin Costner play for the Braves? No. Um, <laughs> so the movie is takes place, of, you know, basically Kevin Costner is a, uh, lifetime minor leaguer. He's on his way out. Great catcher. Uh, saw the show, as they call the major leagues, uh, maybe once. And he's he's brought in to train or to teach this hotshot pitcher, 21-year-old pitcher, how to play baseball. And, in, and in, in that, not only is it baseball, there's a love affair, kind of like a love triangle with Susan Sarandon, uh, Kevin Costner, and Tim Robbins. And I just... You know, it's one of those movies that, um, and I was thinking about this when I was, when I was thinking about what we're going to do today. Right. Um, one of those movies that I just, when it comes on, I have to sit and watch. It's it's not only it's like drama, but it's funny and it's it's baseball. Now he's he's done a few baseball films. Is this your favorite Kevin Costner baseball film? You know, it's funny you mentioned that actually. Um, <laughs> He does. He's. He's. I know three. Like, there's a top three for me. I'm not sure how many other baseball movies he's done. But I mean, obviously, Field of Dreams is one of those movies that oh. um, I can watch over and over again. My son loves it. Yeah. And then he did. Uh, you know, for the love of the game, which was pretty good too. Um, that was about him, uh, an old time pitcher, basically on his way out. Who's it, the movie? Basically, is circled on his. Per, he's thrown his perfect game. But then, you know, it goes back and forth, uh, some flashbacks to him and his ex-wife and the whole thing. So, yeah, I think this one's probably better than that. But Fields of Dreams and this are kind of like 1 and 1A. It's, okay. You know, it's really hard to pick which one's better. Uh, I think these are okay. two best sports movies, if, you, if you're asking me honestly. Yeah, and he's definitely, you know, not not just baseball. I mean, he's done a lot of other sports films. So he's he's kind of – would you think he's like the greatest uh, sports film actor? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's – well, obviously he's done the most. Um, I would say probably. I mean, he's done – I mean, you, you look at Field of Dreams, Bill Durham, and then if you want to look at some other actor movies, actor-based sports movies, I mean, Robert Redford's Natural is probably – one of the greatest films ever made as well. Not a great film, yeah. You know, you have yeah. him and Glenn Close. Uh, it's just, 
it's just a remarkable movie. Uh, but yeah, I would say Kevin Costner is probably the best sports movie guy because God knows he can't do anything like Waterworld or anything like that. Oh God, no, that was the Postman. The, the only, the only, I mean, and, and I love this. I, I like the Postman, film. by the way. Okay, no problem. <laughs> um, I mean, I love Bull Durham. Uh, one of my favorite scenes was when uh, the coach comes to him and he's sort of like, uh, he's like, I just don't get it. Like these guys aren't playing right. I tried being nice to him, and Kevin Costner's like, "Don't, don't be nice to them." And we get that great scene where he gets them all in the shower, and he like throws the bats at them, and then he goes, uh, he gives the speech where he's like, he's like, "You lollygag around the bases, and you lollygag at batting practice." He goes, well, "What does that make you?" And, and like the assistant coach is like, "A bunch of lollygaggers, a bunch of lollygaggers." I just, I love that speech that he does. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's classic. And, you know, in this movie, uh, I, f- I forget who plays the – oh, it's um, Trey – I think it's Trey Wilson plays the coach. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's funny. And then he's got his pitching coach, Robert Wall. Who Robert is, Wall, who yeah. is He's, he's that, that typical character actor, like smart, smart-ass guy, right? You know, he's Absolutely. the one that says all these – and he's always chewing the gum, whatever else. Um, my fa- <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite scene in that movie is um, – Tim uh, Tim Robbins uh, Flash is his his character. He won't uh-huh. he won't throw. He uh, he's like he won't listen to uh, Cash, uh, Costner's pitches like Costner's crash, saying, throw, yeah. crash just saying you know throw throw a fastball throw this throw that and uh, he won't do it. So he's he he comes back from the mound and he goes behind the plate and the guy that's up the bat it's like he's like oh is everything all right whatever and the guy uh, Crash says to him. Fastball. And he looks at him, what? Fastball. <laughs> Crash throws a fastball. The guy hits it out of the park. Costner goes back out to the mound. And uh, Flash is like, man, he actually, it's like he knew that pitch was coming. He's like, yeah, I told him it was. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, next time you listen to me. So I thought that was a great scene. I thought that was funny as hell. And then when yeah, he, I mean, <laughs> no, it's great because then after that, they, they show a montage of him pitching, and it's like every time he takes the signal, he just he's nodding his head like a big like yeah, <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Uh, I love the, the other one I love is when um you know like a good hitter comes up and he's like crowding the plate and Crash comes out there and he tells him he's just like he goes I want you to hit the ball you know like the mascot yeah. and he's like what he goes just do it and he hits him. You know, and he's just like, oh, man, he's all over the place. Uh, I don't know. I can't be responsible for this. And the guy backs off the plate. I mean, just the, the only thing is, is I, I just couldn't believe that Tim Robbins was supposed to be like some 21-year-old hotshot pitcher because the guy looks like he's like 40. <laughs> Every movie he's in, he looks like he's a 40. He's 40 years yeah. old. So this is probably his second best movie. I think his first best movie is uh, Shawshank. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, great film. Yeah. Great film as well. But you could, I mean, he was believable to be a pit, you know, a, a younger pitcher. In oh, the world, absolutely. You know. um, yeah. They had a lot of great, you know, I thought it was, it was realistic sports wise. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was pretty close to being realistic. Um, yeah, I, I think they based it a lot, you know, talking to like former minor, like guys that pretty much were lifetime minor league players, you know, didn't really get a chance to go to the show and. You know, it was a lot of their kind of story. So, yeah, it was very authentic. Great, great film. Yeah, I'd say definitely a minus a, 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 a film for sports. So what about you? Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to skip ahead on my on my list here and I'm going to go with another Kevin Costner film, Tin Cup. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, so you see, he, he, it's not just baseball that that Kevin Costner could do. Uh, you know, he could do he could do golf as well. Uh, and in this, he plays uh, a golf pro. Uh, he owns like a driving range somewhere in the middle of Texas. Uh, you know, and the story you get on him is that he's actually a really good golfer. He he probably could be on the PGA tour, but he's just got he's just got a bad attitude. Um, you know, it's like uh, his mouth gets him in trouble a lot, uh, and it's just a great story because his his main rival is Don Johnson, who is is you know we don't get a lot of well we there are actually a lot of golf films out there, but I think uh, he's my second favorite golf villain. Uh, of course, you know Shooter McGavin in uh, and Happy Gilmore is the greatest golf villain that ever lived. Absolutely. But uh, Don Johnson's a pretty he, he, he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty good rival here. Um, and you get the lovely Renee Russo in this, who's kind of like, you know, again, you know, Kevin Costner, he does a sports film. There's got to be a love triangle. So it's him, Don Johnson and, and Renee Russo. And it's really he, he's like, you know, how am I going to impress her? How am I going to impress her? He's like, you know, I'll win the U.S. Open. And he pretty much, you know, with his caddy there played by Cheech Marin, who was, again, that was just great casting. Uh, he gets into the U.S. Open and he doesn't win. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but, you know, he stays true to himself because there's, uh, you know, they show each round that he plays. There's like, um, you know, a hole like the 17th hole or something like that where he knows like his second shot he's like i could put it on the green and each each time he does it he always ends up putting it in the water so it's the last last round he's in the running to win the u.s open rags to riches story guy from out of nowhere and he gets there and he's like i could do it and he misses and he's just like he is who he is he just he keeps going he, he shoots it i think like eight times and, you know, his caddy, Cheech Marin, is like, this is the last golf ball. He's like, if you tank this one, that's it. We're done. And he's like, he's like, so just make it. And he, and he does it. He actually holds it in. Uh, he, you know, he, of course, doesn't win. But, he, like, he stayed true to himself. He gets the girl. And, like, I'm not a big golf fan, but it was just, this was just a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I saw it once. My stepfather loves this movie because, obviously, he loves golf. Um I like Rene Russo. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, that's, it's listen, Rene Russo in a film. It's a great reason to watch a film just to see Rene Russo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's... and they. Oh, I was just going to say they also kind of throw a line in there that kind of alludes to Bull Durham because when they ask about because his nickname is Tin Cup and they're like Rene Russo asks and they said well he was a catcher in high school and the uh, the pitcher had a great fastball but his curveball would always fall short. So they said Tin Cup was a better nickname than Clang. So it was like a little, kind of little Bull Durham thrown oh, in yeah, there. I, I didn't know that. I get, that's that's real interesting. <laughs> yeah, he did nine sports movies. I know. I mean, okay, we mentioned three. We got Tin Cup. And I know the only other one I could think of is the one where he was like the the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Draft what? Day. That was a pretty good movie, actually. That was actually an underrated film. I did like that one. It gives, Dennis Leary is the football coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it gives you like that. Um, and Superman was in it. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Welling. That's right. Yes. 
uh, it's it really does give you a good insight to what goes on in the draft the draft world. You know, because we have the football draft coming up in the next few months. It kind of gives you that the war room atmosphere. Now, I don't. It's not as realistic as it should be, but it does give you a good inside look on who's what's going on. And I forgot who. I think Bill Polian, who used to be the um, the Colts GM, he's now on uh, NFL Radio. He, I think, he was one of the producers with this because he wanted to make sure that it was as realistic as possible. But yes, yeah, really? so he does draft day. He does McFarland USA was his last one. Uh, that's, oh, that's the he was the coach of like a track team, I think. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, American Flyers. Oh right, yeah. Right, that's an older one. Um, yeah. Play it to the bone. I think he was uh, the one of the trainers. It was Woody Harrelson and Antonio Banderas. Oh, the boxing film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then um, Hurt Hurt Business, which hmm. is with Tito Ortiz. I think it's uh, it was straight to video type of movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean okay. Kevin Costner's getting on the same track as uh, Nicolas Cage with uh, direct to direct to, <laughs> direct to video movies. <laughs> right. I don't know. Nowadays, is it like direct to Netflix? <laughs> right, or just just straight to Netflix? Right. Yeah. So, what about what about a second movie? Oh, my second pick. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, sure. Uh, so this this film for me, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it stars a guy that I guess this is his second time playing uh, a quarterback. So this film is the replacements with Keanu Reeves as. <laughs> One of, the, one of the greatest quarterback <clears throat> names ever, Shane Falco. Uh, and the story behind this, it's kind of loosely based on uh, when the NFL players uh, several years back went on strike, but the season continued. And some of the teams, you know, hired like semi-pro teams to kind of fill in or, you know, drafted former college players. And that's kind of like what they're doing here. And it's uh, the Washington Generals. Because obviously they can't you can't do the NFL. Um, so Washington Generals, uh, they actually even bring back Gene Hackman as the coach. And, you know, Gene Hackman kind of says, like, he's been preparing for this. He's been keeping his eye on. And he brings together a misfit group of players. So you have uh, Keanu Reeves, who's, like I said, Shane Falco, the quarterback, uh, former college quarterback, and uh, was a, like a draft bust, basically. Uh, John Favreau plays this psycho who they say he was like a walk on at Michigan State, but then he he got injured uh, and he's now like works for like the CIA or something like that. <laughs> he's, he's basically like a trained killer. Um, oh, my God. It's just, you know, you, you have this um, there's this wide receiver, uh, Clifford Franklin, who's fast as anything but can't catch. Uh, they get this former Welsh soccer player to be their, you know, kicker. And it's just, it is so much fun. And uh, it has one of my favorite commentary teams of all times. John Madden, Pat Summerall called the game. So uh, that was, that's classic when you think about our age, when, uh, you know, we were younger, obviously, but that's the, the duo. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the go-to. I mean, you know, Madden, you know, still... I guess he's still calling some games, or he's still he's doing some stuff. He's, yeah. Oh, he is retired. Yeah, yeah, he goes to Raider games. He sits in Oakland and goes to Raider games. 
but really after you know after that duo sort of split up you know him and pat summer all just wasn't the same because they they worked so great together but this, this was just such a fun film uh you know the the jokes in it the fact that um they also hire replacement cheerleaders and most of them are strippers and there's the scene <laughs> where they start going into this routine and the opposing team is just like just can't stop watching them and they get like called off sides and it's it's just it's so much fun does it doesn't keanu reeves live like on a boat or something like that he lives on a boat yeah he lives on a boat and i think his job is, is he cleans like the other boats and then there's like a scene where i don't think he won the heisman but he won like some award and i guess when his career tanked he, he threw it overboard because he's there's like a scene where he's cleaning underneath the boats and he's like in scuba gear and he finds it and he's it's just great. Just just a great film. That movie ever, always reminds me of uh, Unnecessary Roughness with uh, Sam Beckett. With um, the guy who plays Sam Beckett. Jeez. Um, oh, Bacula. Scott Bacula. Yeah, Scott Bacula. I yeah. always call him by Sam Beckett because I can't believe. Yes, yeah. it's kind of like the same storyline ultimately. Uh, it's it, uh, it's I, The replacements is good. I think I like the um, Unnecessary Roughness better. But I think okay. I think as I saw that at the time I wasn't a big Keanu Reeves fan. Now he's grown on me a little bit. Uh, you know, after he did the John Wick movies, uh, I kind of like okay, I like I like Keanu Reeves again. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, but Replacements is a is a great funny sports movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's right. just it's 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 so much fun. Um, there's like a scene where, you know, the players are on strike, so they're kind of picketing the stadium and they keep hassling Keanu Reeves. Uh, and then the there's two guys that are like his his offensive linemen and they're I guess now they're bodyguards, so they actually they actually at one point, you know, the, they pull out their guns and they shoot up the, the car, the star quarterback. Um and I can't remember the actor's name. The guy that plays the kicker is—he's just absolutely hilarious because he shows up and he's like skinny as anything. He's smoking, and the assistant coach is like, "What am I going to do with this guy? Like, look at him!" And he goes, "He goes, I'm wiry," <laughs> and, and I think he's—I think he even smokes on the field. Cause I, I think I even remember John Madden saying that he goes, "Like he's like, hey, I think that guy's smoking on the field." <laughs> Just, just so much fun. It's yeah, just, it's, 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 you know, it's, a, it's a predictable, it's a predictable story, but it's just, it's just so much fun. Yeah, you know, I think that was in the, was that in the, the late nineties that movie was made? Probably or like early two thousands. Yeah, probably. I think a lot of the sports movies have been, you know, patterned that way. I mean, it's, a lot of them are funny. Obviously, I mean, Field of Dreams is funny, but it's not. You know, it's more of a considered a drama. Uh, Rudy's kind of more of a drama, but a lot of these sports movies are you find them in the the category of comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there there, there are some. I think they're like you know, like the natural uh, field of dreams. You know, you do get your more serious ones, but I, I think yeah, most sports films are very lighthearted and just just a lot of fun. Because I mean, really, when you think about it, in the end, yeah, you know, sports are fun. They're, yeah. they're games. That's so, to be, yeah. absolutely. So, what is your second pick? Well, so I, I'm going to pick something, a movie that's, again, one of those drama comedy type of things. This is one of another movie that, if it's on, I'll, I'll sit and watch it. League of Their Own. Ooh, that is a very, that's another one. To, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. If I'm flipping the channels, even if it's towards the end, I stay and watch. Yeah, I mean, 
you, I mean, you can't go wrong with a, a cast of Tom, Tom Hanks, um, Madonna, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, you know, and John Lovettson is also in this movie. Um, <laughs> you know, it's basically the movie is uh, it's during World War Two, and uh, baseball is taking taking the days off, like the great Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams are taking off, and they're going into the Army or Air Force, uh, and you know, fighting the war. So they want to they create this women's baseball league, and you know, mm-hmm. everybody takes it as a joke, whatever. They're wearing skirts as they're playing, but then, you know, they bring in. The te- well, we start. We see what this. I forget the name of the team. Having like a brain fart. Um, but they put this. They team, were the Rockford Peaches. The the Peaches. That's right. So to make it, you know, to get it serious, they bring in an old old time baseball player, Jimmy Dugan, who is Tom Hanks, who is this drunk, obnoxious a hole, basically, to come coach this these girls' team, and basically, uh, you know. He doesn't really give a crap. Gina Davis and her sister are, you know, they get recruited by John Lovitz to come play for this team. And ultimately, it's you're watching girls playing baseball, which is, you know, unheard of in that in those times, actually. But, you know, it's a great movie. It's funny. Um, it's, you know, there's the sad scene. Obviously, it's it's a drama. I mean, people are, you know, it's around the war wartime, so there's some of that involved in the movie. But, you know, again, Tom Hanks brings that comedy that he, he stopped doing for a while. You know, he was doing more of the serious films. I think this is kind of like the next, you know, coming back to the comedy again. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just so natural in it, um, you know, where he starts off as pretty much like the washed-up ball player. He's drunk. Women can't play baseball. And then he sees they actually can. And uh, he really gets into it. I mean, and it's just, I mean... This film is really memorable, of course. I mean, you know the the most memorable line in the film, of course, yep. when he yells at the he yells at the one girl. Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. There is no crying in baseball. And, you know, and uh, you know, of course, of course, uh, you know, the referee is like, you know, the the umpire is like, Jimmy, it's they're they're girls. You know, you have to be a little bit more sensitive. He's like, no, my fa- my parents came to my game and. This coach basically, you know, chewed him out and called him an a-hole, too. And, and you know, in front of my parents. So if they want to play baseball, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the umpire tells him, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, good rule of thumb, treat all these girls like they were your mother or something like yeah, that. Something like and, that he yeah. fi- and he fires, like, some, like, linebacker at him. The other one I love is, um, oh, my God, the little kid, you know, the one, the one woman uh, still well. Still well. That's it. Yeah, still still well. well. Where it's the final, final game, and he's like, "You're gonna lose." Tom Hanks nails him with the glove. <laughs> he's like, "Ha ha, got him." <laughs> yeah. And the good thing about this movie, I mean, it is a biopic per se, not necessarily the, the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Gooden, Gooden, uh, Dugan. Dugan yeah. is a real character, but th- some of these girls aren't. But um, it is based on that league, uh, and if you go to the mm-hmm. Baseball Hall of Fame, there's actually a wing for for the uh, women in baseball, which is a fantastic uh, sight. You know, and they kind of highlight it at the yeah. end of the movie, at the beginning of the movie too, because it's kind of like they're talking, like Gina Davis is kind of remembering what her what happened back in 1940, whatever it was, and then they all go and they, at the end at the end of the movie, you see. 
the original women actually playing a baseball game at Double Day Field. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a really classic movie. I mean, it's it was a good movie to take your kids to. You know, um, I think my son liked this movie too. I mean, it, again, it's not your typical baseball movie. It's not the oh, you know, the bad baseball, like kind of like the replacements or unnecessary roughness or bad news bears. You get this bad team. It kind of like it goes against that, but it's still on the same path. I mean, it was it was really good because it showed. You know, the struggles that these women went through. Um, and at that time, you know, like the, like the early 40s, uh, you know, when my when my grandmother was around, you know, she was she was a young woman at that time. Like she was probably in her 20s around that time. And, you know, she said like that era, like that time period was was huge for women because, you know, the men were off to war. So the women had to do things that traditionally men did, you know, including baseball. Um, and she said that once the war was over, I think there's the scene where, you know, they're, they're, they're basically saying like, you know, look, we're not making any money. They want to shut the league down. And I think it's um, Madonna's character uh, who says, she's like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like go back to be like a dance hall girl. Like I'm not doing that anymore. Like, you know, we could do things like women can do things. And it's, you know, it's great. I mean, it mixes comedy. It mixes some really great baseball scenes. And it, it's just a, overall, it's a great story. I think that this, you know, one, you, you mentioned Madonna. I think, you know, she gets a lot of slack for her movies and acting and whatever. This was actually a very good job by her. Rosie O'Donnell did a great job as well. Uh, of course, Gina Davis is one of the greatest actresses I think we've ever seen. Um, you know, so I, I just I thought it was such a great movie, and and you know that's why I guess you're talking about like your grandmother back in the back in that day. I guess mm -hmm. that's why they call it the greatest generation because really they were. You know, it's a lot different than it is now. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Like, you know, at that time, you know, she was obviously married to my grandfather. He was overseas, you know, and she worked multiple jobs. She went from really running a household to you know now she was working and raising like my mom and my uncle uh you know she she had to learn how to type she had to learn how to do a lot of things and she just did it because you know it wasn't there was really nobody else that was going to do these jobs and there was nobody else that was going to put food on the table so she just did it and it was no big deal, you know, to her, you know, she was doing what she had to do. And it was, yeah, I mean, when they say the greatest generation, it's, it really was, it, it really, really was. And if, you know, you have grandparents or great grandparents from that era, if they're still around, you know, ask them about it. It's, it's pretty amazing. And this, yeah, this, this is a great, this is probably one of my favorite baseball films. Look at this, look at this class. Look at this, this cast, Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, you have uh, Ann Cusack, Gary Marshall, you mm -hmm. have Tia, Tia Leone, Bill Pullman, amongst others. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty star-studded for a sports movie. Uh, and, and I know that Gina Davis's little sister was played by Lori Petty. Yeah, Lori Petty. Uh, yeah, she's in that one. And, and just and, and John Lovitz as the uh, as the scout. 
just just I mean it's you know it's brief and it's you know ah let's throw him in there he's fine it's very funny like when he's recruiting them and he's getting them on the train and he's just like he's just like this is how it works you know the train moves <laughs> the station does it now get on board you know, that's fun. my that's my favorite scene in this movie besides the uh, you know uh, you don't no crying in baseball when they get on the train and the American flag is like silhouetted on the train. Yes. Oh my God. It sounds stupid, but it brings a tear to my eye, you know, because um, it's just, it's very patriotic. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I it sound like a little whiny little girl, but it's true. No. I, I thought it was very, uh, very sentimental that, that scene there, especially considering what was going on in the times that this movie is taking place. That is a great scene. One of my other favorite scenes, you know, talking about that that era was when you see the girls warming up and one of them like a baseball flies over their head and there's a group of uh african-american women there who are watching and the one woman comes out picks it up and throws it back and throws it back pretty hard and kind of like gives a nod like you know you know we could do this too sort of a thing because yeah. you know, civil rights and all that i mean just just I mean, this is a great film because, it, like you said, it has everything. It has a great cast. It's very funny, very memorable, and it's very, very touching, too. Uh, when you see them reunite at the end, they haven't really had a great relationship pretty much since they played baseball together. But when you see the two of them reunite at the end, it's also it's really, really good. I, he, I love it. Yeah, I think that, you know, because within the movie, Gina Davis and her sister, you know, her, her little sister wants to be the superstar, and so they trade her to a different team, and they... They, you know, ultimately Gina Davis's team and Lori Petty's team meet in the the World Series, mm -hmm. and uh, Lori Petty's team wins, and you know she's all excited because she has to like basically run down her sister right to win that game. Something Pretty much, so, yeah. yeah. So again, it's just a great movie. It's a, it's a great it's a different take on sports um, that we don't really see a lot of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great pick. Yep. Great pick. You got a third one? Uh, do I have a third one? I got a lot of them. But let's see. If I had a, uh, you know, I did make a list for this. So my third list, or my third one on Your the list. Your third list. You got 50 lists. What's going on? I got a lot of lists here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the third one on my list, uh, this one is, I don't know if it's obscure. It's back from the 70s. Uh, it's a hockey film starring Paul Newman. Slapshot. I mean, oh, this wow. is, and again, this is one that when it comes on, it, it it stays on. I'm flipping through the channels, and I and I see it, it stays on. And uh, Slapshot is basically they're a minor league hockey team. Uh, Paul Newman is is the player coach, uh, really in the twilight of his career, and he's really trying to hang on. Um, he kind of discovers, uh, and they did this much later on in, in the film Major League, kind of discovers that uh, the team's going to be sold and, and moved to Florida or something like that. So he kind of starts lying to the team that it's not going to happen, and he tries to change their image. Uh, and they go from like a straight-laced hockey team to pretty much an assembly of goons. And this film is famous for the Hanson brothers, uh, the three kind of goofy, long-haired bespectable guys that show up they look like uncoordinated dorks but once they get out there they're like the most vicious guys ever and i mean this 
this film is just pure fun from start to finish. It's really light on story and, and all that. There's like subplots with like, you know, one of the other guys and his girlfriend and Paul Newman and some girl that he like whatever. This is a funny hockey film because the big showdown at the end is is their rival team goes out and hires every goon imaginable. Um and it's just just great, funny, fun film. Yeah, I have to tell you, I never seen it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I, I think would, I have to rent would, it. <laughs> definitely. It's like I said, it's you know, it's kind of like uh, you know how in, in the film Major League, uh, spoiler alert, uh, you know they're going to sell the Cleveland Indians. They're going to move them somewhere else, and uh, it's like a ragtag misfit team is going to try to win it. You know, that's pretty much what happens here in Slapshot. It's just, re- it's just so funny how he, you know, Paul Newman, you know, with all these mind games and lying and everything, he basically turns them into a team of goons. And it's it's just a lot of fun. It is funny. Like you, if you, um, a lot of these sports movies all go the same route, unless it's like a real biopic. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. the team's bad. They, you know, they're go, they're, something's going to happen, and then all of a sudden they turn good again. Kind of like Mighty Ducks and all these other movies. Right. You know, it's right. kind of the same thing, but it's it's amazing how they can make it so different. Does that sound crazy? Well, uh, and again, I mean, look, this film's from the 70s, so I kind of feel weird saying spoiler alert. I mean, at the end, they <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they win the league, but they get sold off anyway. Oh. And Paul, but Paul Newman still at the end, he's still like, I, I could fix this. Let me, I'm going to work out a deal and this and that. And, blah, you know, he's still, it's, it's just a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, a lot of these sports films are really predictable. You know, you watch, you know, Major League, you watch the Mighty Ducks and it's like, you know, loser team. And then something inspirational happens and uh, comes down to the last game of the season, the last shot of the season. And, uh, and they win. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you think Blockbuster has that? I can rent it. Uh, yeah, I think they still have it on Betamax, so. <laughs> All righty then, that sounds good. I'm sure it's out, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's definitely out there somewhere. Um, ESPN Classic, like sometimes they'll, they'll show some classic sports films, and uh, that's one that's in heavy rotation. Now, unfortunately, they made two sequels, like, much later on. Uh, one starring Stephen Baldwin, which was absolutely ridiculous yeah, all i do is say Stephen baldwin and it's it's ridiculous yeah when i saw him i was like oh slap shot too and then i'm like wait a minute that's Stephen baldwin okay never mind uh but the hansen brothers pretty much became really famous from this film and two of them are actually brothers and i mean they all look the same to me but <laughs> they make appearances everywhere um you know i think like uh, a few years back when uh the devils won the stanley cup the following season when they had their home opener, I think the Hanson brothers came out to kind of pump up the crowd. And I mean, you know, this was like a average kind of film that came out in the seventies. And these three guys have like made careers off of it pretty much. Oh, jeez! I'll have to watch it. I've never seen it. I have to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's funny. It's yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Paul Newman, you know, I don't think he does a bad movie either. Right. I mean, I can't think of one. And, I can't think of a bad movie he's done. And it's like, and it, well, he also did uh, The Color of Money, so, you know, he might challenge Kevin Costner there for Best Sports Actor. That's a, that's <laughs> a good point. I mean, Color of Money was a great movie. That was a great um, Did was, you know it was a sequel? 
I didn't know it was. Oh yeah, because it was a sequel to um, the Glenn uh, Jackie Gleason movie. Yes. Oh god. Yes. I can't think of what that was called. I though. can't think of the name. I can't think of the name of the film either. But it was like uh, that character that he played there as a pool hustler is the same character he plays much later on, like an older version, you know, in Color of Money. Yeah, and I just always want to go see, watch that movie. I just know because I love Jackie Gleason. I just can't think of the name of the movie off the top of my head. But um, yeah, that's. Yeah, you might be right. Paul Newman might be challenging Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. All right, so do you have a, a third and final pick for us? There's like 50 of them, but I'm going to go with another, I hear another movie that I think, I don't know if we discussed it or not, The Wrestler. The Mickey Rourke Wrestler. The Mickey Rourke Wrestler. Yes, yes. I mean, we briefly discussed it, but yeah, go for it. I just think, you know, this, again, just like kind of like um, League of Their Own, it, it gives you the, the insight of, or that you're inside now the the life of a wrestler, an aging wrestler to that. Um, again, Mickey Rourke, I think he won an Academy Award for this, didn't he? He might have. I mean, he was definitely nominated, and he, he might have won for it, yeah. And then also uh, Marissa Torme, who you can't really go wrong with that. But the nope. wrestler basically goes through a story of a uh, – he's kind of like Hulk Hogan, but he's old. he's older – um, he's still doing like these high school gym shows, and it's just a re- it gives you a real look on what what some of these wrestlers in real life have gone through. Um, you know, there's a scene where uh, he he goes into a sign like there's a a con- not convention. It's actually in like a a VFW hall, and there's all these old wrestlers signing autographs, and there's guys who are missing a leg or they just can't walk. Um, I really, you know, it made you think about what did people say? Oh, wrestling is is fake. You got to go see some of these guys who were who suffered back in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and see what what was really fake. You know. I mean, you know, I, you know, and obviously, you know, look, Pete and I talk wrestling a lot on this show. Uh, we're huge wrestling fans, and look, the outcome the outcome is set up. It, it is a story, this or that. But to say, you know, and even nowadays, when you see a guy uh, jump off the top rope, flip through three or four tables to hit another guy, there's nothing fake about that. I mean, yeah, the tables are kind of doctored to make it a little easier, but your body's taking a beating. And, you know, back in Mickey Rourke's day, you know, the wrestler he portrayed, Randy the Ram, I mean, there was very few precautions or, you know health insurance and and uh like pensions and things like those things didn't exist so yeah that scene where he's at the vfw and you see the one guy like in the wheelchair and the other guy's got like some crazy brace on his leg um and the thing that's you know about that film is after it came out legends like terry funk hulk hogan uh rowdy piper were like they were like yeah that's how it is like this movie is dead on accurate absolutely yeah, I mean, think about all these wrestlers that we've lost because they don't have the health care. They don't have, you know, like you said, the people, you know, the backing, the pension or anything. And now they're living like uh, Randy Duran living in, a, in basically a mobile home. Right. And and he was like he was like working at like a like a local. I mean, you know, I mean, around here, it would be like your local. Shopwriter A and P, and I'm sure you know across the country there's a lot of different types. But he was basically, you know, because they show at the beginning, like in the opening credits, 
he wrestled at Madison Square Garden. Like he he they almost kind of bill him out as almost like the Hulk Hogan of his day or 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 almost on par of like like a Hulk Hogan. And now he's like this nameless guy, like you said, living in a trailer park, just trying to scrape by. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I believe there's a couple of wrestlers that actually uh, worked on this film. I don't remember who they were, but I think um, you're right. He's kind of like Hulk Hogan. I think this life is, I mean, it's kind of like Jake the Snake Roberts was kind of like this way. Oh, God, yeah, you yeah. Know, he, uh, he went through a lot, drugs, all this other stuff. Oh, yeah, because there's, you know, there's the one scene, too, where he's, uh, you know, he's like, uh, I guess he's getting ready to kind of, like, try to relaunch his career with all these little independent shows. And he uh, he's at the gym, and there's, like, a guy that hooks him up with steroids, and you know that and you see when he wakes up in the morning he's got all the pill bottles laid out with you know all the the pain meds and it's it's crazy because i remember seeing uh an interview with and not that this guy's one of my favorite wrestlers but you know he was very truthful was uh, buff bagwell who was saying like you know and, and and at the time he still looked like he was in great shape and he looked young and everything but he was saying you know he's got like four or five like screws in his neck and and he takes he's like oh you know i take five pills of this and four pills of that and three pills of this just just to get out of bed and it's it's crazy it's Buff absolutely is crazy right so yeah wrestler and I, I'm, I'm looking at rolling stone's top 20 re- uh, movies yeah and rolling uh rolling stone has wrestler at 18. Yeah, and just you know, like we were talking before, I just looked it up. So for this film, he he won the Golden Globe, uh, he won the BAFTA, but he was nominated, but he didn't win uh, an Academy Award. But but still, I mean, this that film really kind of brought him back. Yeah, because um, he, he he had like he was had a motorcycle accident, right? Wasn't yeah. he boxing for real? He was boxing. He was doing crazy stuff. Yeah, because he I mean, if you he had major face reconstruction too because he was a decent looking guy <laughs> and then oh, was, you know uh my wife would say like nine and a half like nine and a half weeks was kind of his big film back in the day like that's the one and she was like oh my god he was like she would say he was so gorgeous and she would see him now and she's like what happened <laughs> like life that's I know you, what i know you're the same as like listen i've never changed and you have <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I was never a Mickey Rourke before or after. I'm the, I'm the same. <laughs> you, you got the same guy, so it's all good. Uh, so let me just give you Rolling Stone's top five uh, sports movies. Caddyshack sports. is number five. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's – yeah, again, like when Pete and I are making our lists, like don't think these are the only films that we – like Yeah. Look, my list is about a mile long. So, yeah, yeah that's a great one. Um, Rolling, uh, Raging Bull is number four. D- that – is one of my favorite. I uh, a, a year or two ago, uh, we were trying to find something to watch, and I was looking on demand, and I saw it, and my wife loved it. She thought it was a great film, and it's it's even seen it so many times. Him and Joe, you know, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Yeah, you can't go wrong when they're together. You cannot go wrong with and that. And they have a new movie coming out in the fall. The Irishman. Really? The Irishman. It's another uh, Scorsese film. Another, oh well. It's... An- um, it's it's kind of based off one of the characters in uh, Godfather, I believe. I mean, not Godfather, um, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, number three is The Bad News Bears, which we talked about before. Yep. 
Number two is Rocky. Yes. And, number, and then we, we, we did a whole show on Rocky. Oh, Rocky. So. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with Rocky. And number Absolutely. one is Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams? Yeah. I was okay with this list until I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, I have a couple of different films. Like, which one was Hoop Dreams? Like, that's the one. Um, oh, God. Is that the, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? That was Basketball Diaries. Oh, something like a Basketball Diaries. Hoop Dreams. Like, Hoosiers is like number 12 on this list. I'm like, how's that possible? Which is, which, is, which is crazy. I mean, Hoosiers is like probably one of the classic sports films. Not just basketball, but like one of the, one of the classic sports films ever. <laughs> this is about a high school kid, uh, William Gates, trying to get to the NBA. It's like a doc. It's an American documentary type of movie. That's probably why I never saw it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm sure it's probably a good film, but it's like, come on, Hoosiers. Yeah. <laughs> what See, was uh, what was the other Blue Chips with Nick Nolte? That sounds. I think I'd rather watch that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Bill Dorn was number six, and Slapshot was number seven. Okay, but I mean, it's like that list was getting better and better, and I was like, okay, Rocky's number two. Wow, what's gonna hoop dreams? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. White Man Can't Jump was better than that. Oh my God, that is that is a great, great film. You know, and and I know that like the two of them, Woody Harrelson and and Wesley Snipes, teamed up a couple other times, but but this was their best pairing ever. Yeah. Oh my God. Blue Dreams. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm in shock. I mean, again, I'm not in shock because all these these sites are always wrong. I mean, Ranker's yes. been close a couple times, but uh, you know. I was all good up until Hoop Dreams. I mean, I really think. I mean, I think we've talked about this. We we said Rocky's probably the greatest sports movie of all time. Uh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. The first. The first Rocky. The first Absolutely. Rocky. Yeah. I mean, you know, even the the next two Rockies are probably better than that. Hoop Dreams. Oh, <laughs> well, For a second, I thought it was. I, I thought I was like. Wait, that's not the one with the kid that wears, but that's uh, like Mike. Right, like Mike. Yeah, that's <laughs> where the kid gets the the sneakers, Michael Jordan sneakers. <laughs> I would take uh, the other Michael Jordan movie, Space Jam, before that. Space Jam. Yeah, absolutely. That was a funny movie. That was a great movie. Oh. That's. <laughs> I know they're talking about remaking it with LeBron James, but oh, now, they can't do that. They can't. They can't. You can't. Bill Murray can't. was hilarious in that movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, Michael Jordan. It's great. I mean, that's the highlight of Michael Jordan. Newman. Newman, that's right. Newman was in that one. Well, you think about it. Look at Michael Jordan. And I know you're a big basketball fan. Yeah. He won six championships. If he didn't take those two years to go try to find himself, he would have won eight championships with the Bulls. Oh, absolutely. You know? Abs- absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, and, and this separate podcast, you know, you want to talk sports dynasties. I mean, that's probably that, that, Michael Jordan Bulls, you know, teams probably one of the best sports dynasties out there. And oh, it's, absolutely! I mean, as a Knicks fan, I was glad. I was like, "Yeah, please go play baseball," because now the rest of us have a chance. And it had a chance, right? The Knicks uh, were a Patrick Ewing um, layup away from going to the championship oh, for winning, right? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, congratulations! Yeah. The Knicks won a game finally. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> they mentioned it in the Oscars last night. As well. Oh God, that's bad. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, Spike Lee was there, obviously, and oh, Samuel uh, well, Jackson. Well, 
Well, you know, with him, you know, lifelong Knicks fan until the Nets came to Brooklyn, and all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm really from Brooklyn. And yeah. it's like, okay, whatever, Spike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Brooklyn, I think that team, it's just like the Islanders are moving back to Long Island. Maybe the Nets should move back to New Jersey. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, so this is not that type of that, this podcast. No. <laughs> but anyway, so as we said, there's so many sports movies. Um, tons. Tons. Jason's going to put a uh, Jay is going to put on. Sorry, Jay. Uh, Jay's, no problem. Jay's going to put on Instagram. Uh, you know, uh, some of the some of the uh, movies that we talked about. But make sure you guys tell us which ones that you like, and we'll be happy to talk about them at some point in time. Oh yeah. So yes, you can find this on Instagram at Enter the Nerd Zone. Uh, yep. We are on Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. and of course mm-hmm. on brothersinarmchairs.com. Yeah. Um, and the brothersinarmchairs.com it includes Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Fat Guys, Stuff, and Defenders of the Realm. Yep. So make sure you're checking out all that stuff, quote unquote. Please do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can also, we just want to do a couple special thanks, as we normally do, to. Yes. Main Street Comics in Milltown, New Jersey. Uh, going strong. Still going strong. And they're happy that <laughs> Jay is still going there picking up comic books because they're keeping them Absolutely. alive. Absolutely. Um, yep. Then there's, uh, oh, Kirby comic, mm-hmm. comic Store uh, with Matt, who is our in-house comic book slash wrestling expert. Um, and if it wasn't for, my, for Jason, uh, he'd be keeping him in business as well. <laughs> um, make sure uh, uh, so that you guys know in March end of March Kirby Comic will be at the White Rose Comic Con in York in York Pennsylvania so make sure you check that out and then I guess uh, the lag bar always as usual in Anaheim California make sure you go out there and see Chef John what about you Jay you got anything else uh, no I think we covered all the bases just don't forget Anchor does have the call in feature so call in uh, give us suggestions for shows uh, iTunes please rate and review us and you know if you if you do give us a five star review just type a little something up so we know who you are and uh, it's nice to hear from you guys yeah we'll give you a little shout out too we appreciate absolutely it. we appreciate all of our listeners um here at enter the nerd zone so make sure you check us out we're here every week uh depending on weather and uh <laughs> weather weather permitting weather permitting <laughs> will be around and available so uh again Absolutely. check us out brothersandarmchairs.com and make sure you get on enter the nerd zone on instagram to see all of our stuff and well that's it so jay Sounds good yes sir same bad time same bad channel. Okay, Pete, this one's for you. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Thank you. <laughs>